All right, what's going on, guys? You guys are now tuned into Locker Room Talk with Chris and Michael. Back for episode three. Super excited to change it up a bit. Uh, I know the first two episodes have been extremely football heavy this far, but that changes today. We're going to mix it in a few other sports as well. You know, I'm here with the one and only Michael Morales. So how's it going, man? How are you feeling today? Good, Chris. What's going on, man? We're excited to, uh, you know, start episode three of the second season. So let's do it. Let's do it, man. We're going to jump uh, right into it today. Um I know the outro of last week's video, you said you had some questions for me on uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the NBA world. So by all means, go ahead and take it away. Yeah. So, you know, just to start off, I, I, the Nets, right? The the Brooklyn Nets who came from, you know, essentially nothing, you know, to all of a sudden they're this new super team now. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, um, you know, I was shocked when Kyrie and KD, you know, joined together to, you know, to unite. Okay. And then they kind of just slowly started adding these, like, you know, strong pieces, some not as important as they used to be, but kind of, you know, they gain some confidence when they get there. And I'm talking about, uh, aside from James Harden, I'm talking about Blake Griffin and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Is that LaMarcus Aldridge, right? That's how you say his name? And I'm like, okay, essentially those could be the starting five, right? Yeah. You know, you got Kyrie, you got James Harden, you got KD, Blake, and, and Aldridge can be your center. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to get your thoughts and how do you think you guys match up to a team if you guys will potentially see them um, speaking to your Lakers could see them in you know the finals how, how do you feel about that and how do you feel about the team uh, I mean Brooklyn they're just a powerhouse right now I think anyone on paper should be scared of Brooklyn thinking like all, all the names that you just named uh, but I do have a few concerns for Brooklyn you know um, they're, they're obviously going to be the favorite given absurd amount of talent they got, you know, that they really don't have much competition in the ice. So, I mean, in the East, so it really shouldn't be a problem for them getting to the finals. Uh, But I will say the concerning thing for me is that I don't have them a lock to win as of right now, just because of injuries. Right. You know, all their stars are definitely no known for missing, uh, you know, big amount of time. So I would say the way it's set up, as long as not too many of them are out at once, then it shouldn't have too much effect on the nets. And, you know, that depth that they have is crazy. So I think if they're healthy, I'm going to be a little bit scared of the, of the nets, mm-hmm. man, because that squad is, is, is ridiculous, dude. All, all the amount of people they got on there. You know, I saw, I saw a crazy statistic where they said, like, with without the injuries, you know, they've all played together only seven games. Yeah. You know, and that's not including Blake Griffin and, and Aldridge. Yeah, just like uh, the think, big three. Yeah, it's just they've only played seven games together out of, I think, so far they've played almost almost 50 games. Mm-hmm. And only they've only played seven together. So I was I was a little concerned. Like, yeah, you're right, you know. Um, you know, in a best of seven, you might, you know, hopefully you got all those, set, you know, you got all those players for those seven games. But other than that, you know, if you don't have, um, you know, all five or even just the top three, you know, the, the big three, uh, at 100%, it could be daunting because, you know, they could fall to a team like the Sixers or they can fall to a team at the lower half, like like the Pacers or something, or the Heat. You never know. Exactly. So uh, I'm I'm waiting for, you know, I'm waiting the day that I can see all five of them start. That would be interesting to watch. You know, who's going to who's going to who's going to carry the ball? Who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the last shot? Um, how are they going to play on defense? Uh, it would be interesting. So that's why I wanted to bring up the Nets because, you know, 
ever since we haven't um, touched on the, you know, the NBA season as much just based on all this NFL draft and NFL off season. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to, you know, and how does it, how does it compare to the super team that you guys have in LA with LeBron, AD and Drummond? Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's a bit different. I mean, just for the fact right off the bat that it's, they have a legit starting five. I mean, you can make the argument that yes, Blake Griffin is older, Aldridge is older, but I mean, look at the turnaround that Blake Griffin made, bro. He, mm-hmm. everyone thought like, oh, Blake Griffin, he's done, but ultimately he just wasn't happy in Detroit. It, it's, it's, it's just daunting, you know, it's crazy. And then just to have an, a coach who's never coached before mm-hmm. uh, and like Steve Nash, it's kind of, you, you, I'm, I'm kind of seeing like Golden State vibes where like yeah, Steve Kerr walked into a perfect situation, you know, he kind of just took over Mark Jackson, who Mark Jackson, you know, kind of built, you know, the Splash Brothers and Kerr just kind of just took the credit yeah. and it looks like this great coach. Um, but is he really a great coach? And that's why I want to see also how will Steve Nash do if he only if he doesn't have any of these five? How will he do with the Nets team without the five? Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a big that's a big question. You know, he inherited a whole bunch of superstars. Well, I guess he started out with just uh, just Kyrie and KD. And then they made the trade for Harding. They have DeAndre Jordan, too. Don't let him be forgotten. Oh, that's right. DeAndre Jordan. They, they got the bench, too. They got, you know, Joe Harris. They got some big names, too. Joe so. Harris, man. He can shoot. He can he's shoot. A, he's a shooter. So I think definitely it'll be a test for, for Nash once maybe all that talent leaves, if he's still around. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be one bad season or if they don't make the playoffs or something. You know, and you never know, especially with these NBA owners, these NFL owners, too. Like, one thing goes wrong, they're like, all right, you're out of here. That's like, crazy. It's just basically whenever they want. So I think that's really similar. Like I was a good comparison with uh, Steve Kerr. You know, they, they just came into the perfect situation and Kerr, we saw what, what, what happened for Kerr, you know, what, what, where it led for him. So it could be Nash's turn. That's crazy. And then, and just, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any that there's that many games left in the season. Right. I mean, I think they got like 20 more games or so. Yeah. So with that being said, and with not in with the Nets not having all five together in the court, where do you see the Nets in the finishing in the standings? Uh right now they're in second place. Uh, where do you see them finishing at the end of the season? I, I definitely one or two. It all depends on you know health. It depends on health definitely of the Sixers as well. Because they're, they're the team that's in first right now, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're number they had, one. They uh they lost Embiid for a minute. So I think it's it's definitely one or two. If I had to bet my money on it, I would say one just because of the star power they got. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it, you know, anything can happen in this league. Anything can happen. And, we, and we'll keep track. We'll keep tabs on on the Nets and their injuries and their starting lineups. Um, but, yeah, that's something I wanted to touch on this week, just to see how you were thinking, how we were, you know, we're going to start bringing in the NBA now. Yeah. Start bringing that NBA crowd into the podcast now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. No, yeah, definitely – I mean, even going back to the season and, and the playoffs and stuff, I mean, let's say let's say uh, the Sixers are out of the picture. Let's say Embiid gets hurt and he's out for the year or whatever, um, and, and the Nets are a lock to make the finals. You, you still got a lot of good, talented squads in the West, you know, not just like the normal, like, big market Lakers, Clippers, stuff like that, but you also got – you got the Jazz that are up top right now and first seed. You got the Suns, the Suns that are leading Suns. the pack right now too. So, you know, and and speaking of the Sixers, I also feel like the Sixers can give them a run for their money in the East. You know, usually the so. Sixers end up choking in the playoffs, 
Right. But they definitely have the potential to be like that sleeper that kind of dethrones Brooklyn. You know, everyone kind of gave Brooklyn the benefit of the doubt. I mean, which right. it's it's hard not to, but I think definitely Philly in the East has a chance to to you know show them what they've been doing for years past. You know, making the playoffs and stuff. Um, but if not, they're not necessarily going to have an easy title run. You know. So with that being said, and and um, before we transition to our next topic just put it out there with a couple games left who's your sleeper for both the east and the west in the playoffs i would say sleeper from the west is definitely got to be the suns dude they're looking nice right now you know making a lot of noise in the second seed right now anything can happen dude they got a chris paul's doing a great job of leading the squad right now so i think that's definitely about me my got to be my sleeper from the west and if I had to, I mean, I can't believe I'm really saying this, but with Brooklyn and Philly leading the pack, I think a sleeper definitely has to be Boston. I mean, yeah. in the years past, they wouldn't be considered sleepers, but with the way that everything's set up right now in the East, that, that's got to be Boston for me. That's what I said. I, I also have the Boston Celtics in there as a sleeper. You know, like you said, we wouldn't say that in the past, but this season definitely, if, if one team would have to be like, no way. If one team this year had to be the Heat from last season, I think it's going to be the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. of this year for the East. And the West, I'm I'm just having a lot of, like, I'm you know, there's a lot of brain fluids going on right now. And, like, you mentioned the Suns. I, I agree the Suns are a sleeper. But I'm just I'm, I'm looking at what if Golden State gets in? What if Golden State gets in and they're healthy and Steph is locked in? What happens if he gets in at that eighth spot? And they play either, you know, the Lakers or or the Jazz or the Nuggets. That's going to be a tough situation. And I, I can see them maybe pulling off an upset if the Warriors get in. I'm not saying they're going to get in. But if they do get in, that's going to be my sleeper if they make the playoffs. No, I definitely think that they still have room to get in. I think they're only less than three games out of the eight seed right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I would definitely say if they get the eight seed, they can always upset the first, you know, just while having Steph alone. But I will say it is tough because I don't know if you heard or not. So Wiseman's out for the rest of the year. I saw, Oh, I didn't know he was out for the rest of the year. Torn meniscus. Damn, at a young so age too. That's that's just a – it's a – he's young, but it's a bummer. You know, he was – like he. I feel like he gradually gains potential. He does. And, I, and at first, not, not going to lie, at first I was like, you know what, like he's going to be a bust, like just from watching some of it. But – I think he's going to be a good player, but his basketball IQ needs to improve. I feel like there's mm-hmm. a lot of times where he gets the ball and he like kind of doesn't know what to do with it. Right. Uh, but I definitely who, think. Who do you blame there though? Do you blame Steve Kerr or do you who do you blame who do you blame for him kind of missing like what, what do I well what what do I do now? Where's Steph or who do I give it to? Uh, I mean, I feel like one, it's him. I mean, you're. I mean, I know he's young. He's what he just turned twenty, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's young. He only played three college games, you know, but I just That's feel like if, if you have what it takes to make it to the top level in any sport, like your IQ has got to be up here, you know? Right. So, and, and I, I'm not saying it's not, but I just feel like there's glimpses of where he gets the ball and he's like, oh shit, what do I do? And it could be from having to, you know, most of the time the ball's in Steph's hands. Right. He's in. Um, but yeah, you could, you could put it on Kerr or whoever works with the bigs, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how they do it on the Warriors, right. but whoever works with the bigs and, you know, teach him how you, you got to be that, that type of guy with that body and that frame that he has, dude, he could be, he could be special. You know, I mean, I, I was watching him like first couple of games and uh, aside from the, like, I don't know what to do with the ball. 
I mean, he can get up there. He can dunk. He can get some rebounds, uh, which is something that the Warriors lacked for mm-hmm. numerous seasons. Even though they won the championship, you know, they lacked. Um, they were always getting dominated on the boards, always, right. always. Mm-hmm. No matter who they were playing, they were getting dominated on the boards until KD came and kind of gave them like a little breath of fresh air when, on the rebound side. Yeah. Um, but it'll be it's going to be interesting to, to see um, his development and his growth in the league. But it's a bummer, though. It's a bummer to see him um go out like that sucks. him him and lamella ball that sucks is lamella out for the whole season too yeah he broke his wrist really yeah this is a few weeks ago actually no i think i don't think we were recording match. at the time oh wow uh, yeah he broke his wrist so it's looking like rookie of the year is gonna go to anthony edwards in minnesota no way which i mean he's playing pretty good too you know minnesota yeah. doesn't get a lot of coverage uh unfortunately just the way things are going out there but i mean now yeah, it's he might team. he might end up with the with the with the rookie of the year. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's a bummer. Those guys went out injured. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we both picked um, Lamelo Ball to be the yeah, rookie I, of the year. I had Lamelo, so I just made it a guess. You know, at the start of the season, and I was thinking, you know, Wiseman's looking pretty good, but Melo just took off, dude. Oh yeah, Melo was balling. Good. He torched the Warriors before he got hurt too. Yeah. You know, I'm so, actually rooting for him. You know, yeah. I'm actually I want him to be successful. Yeah, I like Lamelo because he's so. good. Okay. Yeah. Um, but staying on his NBA track, let's let's shift gears real quick. Uh, one thing that's you know picking up a lot of steam around the league and in the media, Twitter stuff like that, um, is the super hot topic about who the MVP candidate is right now. Who is mm. the league leader for MVP? Um, so who do you have as your NBA MVP right now, and why? I think you know. I think just because of where he has his team right now, um, and I didn't think he was gonna. You know, first of all be consistent like this for the throughout the season even with his like slight injuries and then just have his team where it's at right now in first place and i'm gonna go with joel and bead um for now that's just one of them can mm-hmm. i give you two can i give yeah, you my yeah, top give, two? give me give me your candidates and then you you already said Embiid is, is your number one but go ahead i gotta i gotta be going number one because like a center carrying a, a franchise like that mm-hmm. you know you haven't seen that since maybe maybe like I want to say Shaq, but he kind of shared that with Kobe. Maybe since like like Elijah Wan with the yeah. with the Rockets, man. Mm-hmm. When the a, a center is like their main star, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, to have the Nets. I mean, the Nets. I'm sorry. To have the Sixers in first place right now, battling with the juggernaut that is the Nets, mm-hmm. and have them in first. I'm like, wow, he's playing really good. You know, he's putting up like almost 30 points a game. Yeah. Um, very. Uh, I'm very uh, surprised by him, and uh, I'm impressed. And then my second one is a sleeper. And I think, why not uh, Jokic? Mm-hmm. Why not the Joker? Yeah. You know, two centers. I got two centers being um, my MVPs um, with my third one being James Harden because he was consistent. Right. You know, he was consistent. But I'm going to pick, I'm going to go with Embiid one. And then runner up would be Joker um, just because he's always been consistent. He's never, he hasn't missed a game all season. Exactly. You know, he he's he's consistent. He's he stays healthy. Um, he gets all his uh, teammates involved. Um, he makes shots when he has to on both, uh, you know, on the offensive side and then plays good defense. Um, just really astonishing from seeing stuff from the bigs that you don't really see that often. And I don't remember the last center to win a big. Was it Shaq? Was it the last know. center to win the could be honestly. Or I, Yao I Ming? Know. Who yeah. was I don't even remember. I don't know off the top of my head. I couldn't tell see? you. Um, but yeah, those are my top two with, with Harden being in the top three. Those are my top three candidates for MVP right now. 
Okay. I'm, I'm on the same page. I got the same three guys, you know. Um, I will say right now I got a flip-flop, though. I go Joker number one, you know. So, for me, he, he's the leading candidate for MVP right now. There's a lot of great players out there, you know, the big-name guys, you know, like you said, Harden, AD, Braun, Embiid, Lillard, you know, all those guys. Are like oh, Lillard, yeah. Luka, like all consideration. But as you mentioned, dude, out of all those guys, he's the only one that hasn't missed a single game this year. Not even one game, you know. I feel like health is a big factor if you're able to be Huge. out there, you know, shining for your team every single night, you know. So I would say that he's reminded us uh, when he remains healthy and while doing so, I think he's averaging like 27 points and he's almost a triple-double. It's like 27 points, nine assists, and 11 rebounds when I was it's looking. Nuts. It's so, nuts. I mean, like I said, it's almost a triple-double while playing center and at times power forward. But I will add this, though. Embiid is back to playing. So if he can stay healthy and get back to the form that he was in uh, prior to the injury, I will say that I got to go Embiid over Joker if that happens. Yeah, but, I agree. Like you said, before the injury, dude, he was averaging like 30 points and 11 rebounds per game. Right now, I think he's a little bit under that. He's played like five or six games since mm -hmm. uh, since returning from injury. Um, and not to mention, like I said, the, the Sixers are at the top of the Eastern Conference right now. So for me, it's a very tight race. And I will say that uh, Joker's in the lead for me right now. It's going to be very tight. It's going to be very tight because I think the Nuggets are second. No. Are they second? No, uh, they're sitting at third. The Suns are second. They're sitting right third. The Suns are second. The one that the, the deal breaker is going to be for me is if Embiid starting from today, I watched the game today and I think he only played like 27 minutes and he dropped like 31 points. Okay. So if he stays consistent from today to the playoffs and if he gets – he, he they don't even have to make the, the finals if, if the if he gets a Sixers into the Eastern Conference Finals, I'll give him the MVP. I'll yeah. give I'll give Embiid the MVP. But if Joker manages to get the Nuggets into the finals, I mean, without missing a game. Yeah, without missing a game. But the thing I is, though, give it to Joker. I will say though that I feel like the Nuggets style of play is going to prevent him from that. Because last year, dude, that he was killing it in the first yeah, few man. rounds. Then they played the Lakers, and it's like he really wasn't much of a matchup with AD because they didn't feed him. They were just feeding Jamal Murray, and mm -hmm. eventually he kind of ran out of gas. So I feel like, yeah, if they can make him a factor into that playoff run, it might be his MVP to take home. And, and Jamal Murray was missing for a couple games. He just came back today against the Warriors that I was watching also. Yeah, they've been so, having some, uh, some troubles too out there in Denver. So it'll be interesting to watch. Interesting race because it's out of the, it's out of your normal. Um, what am I saying? Big names. Yeah. You know, like LeBron's not in it right now. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry's not in it right now. Kevin Durant's not in the talks. It's kind of like who are these guys and and beads in the talk? Joker. Uh, well, we know Harden. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe even Damian Lillard. Who knows? You know. But definitely those two centers. I mean, if they don't give it to any of those two, I think it's a little robbery. I think it's, it's a bias and oh, they don't yeah. want to give it to a center. Definitely. It has you know to I mean? be one of those two guys. It has right to now. be one of those two. Unless Harding comes back and just goes like on a tear, you know, something like that. But right now it's looking like Joker or Embiid. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting uh, uh, thing to look out for. And we'll keep uh, tabs on also for the future episodes. Let's see yeah, what ends up with it. Definitely. Uh, I know this is kind of kind of wrapping up quick. It's, uh, short little episode today, but I know you had another topic you wanted to take away, which was the MLS. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's hear it. So yeah, so the MLS is back. It's coming up. We don't really talk about the MLS as much. You know, you know, we do talk about soccer on here. 
and we talk about mainly like European clubs and, and some Mexican clubs. But I want to get your take on this MLS, okay? Mm-hmm. Remember, the MLS is not played on a current FIFA calendar. So right. it's the only soccer league in the world that plays adjacent from all the other leagues in the world. So when all the other leagues go on vacation, the MLS starts. Mm-hmm. So it's very odd. It's very odd. Uh, I think it's because um, they said TV rights. Yeah. They don't want it starting because it starts the same time. If they were to start as the, you know, every other league, they would start during like NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be like a rating issue or you couldn't watch certain games because, you know, you got, you know, um, Sunday night football or the Fox games in the morning, you can be watching the MLS games. So that's why they kind of find a way to, um, to start the league at this some random um, calendar year. Right. Uh, but I want to get your take on this. The teams, I think the league is up to 28 teams, I think, if I'm not mistaken. 28 yeah, think, teams. Yeah, yeah, something like that, 27, 28. And there. I saw an article today that they wanted to add an extra two teams next year or within the next years, which is San Diego uh, and Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your take. If that were to happen, it would be close to, I'm not, I'm, don't quote me on this, close to almost 30 teams with yeah. no relegation. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about that? And do you think the um, the influx of a lot of teams just kind of just makes it overwhelming at this point? Just because it's just like, oh, well, you know, LAFC is going to play the Earthquakes and well, the Earthquakes are in last place, but it doesn't really matter because if they're last place, nothing's going to happen. You know, they'll just come back next season, try again. How do you feel about that with no relegation? It's just a huge amount of teams in the one league. Um, and just like, I mean, do you think the lack of competition goes down? Um, what, are, what are your takes on that? Yeah, I think it's definitely strange. You know, it's odd there being like the only league in the world with no relegation system. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's really no like punishment for these teams to keep like continuing to be bottom feeders mm-hmm. like year in and year out. So I think that could potentially be something that changes. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of teams. It's a shitload of teams. Yeah, I think they're at 27 right now. They're going to add Las Vegas and San Diego. Like you said, I know Sacramento's in the running. Right. That'll be 20. That'll be 30 right there. Almost 30 teams, man. So it's like, it's insane. It's like, how do you have 30 teams? I, they might they might be separated by like divisions, I believe. I they are. Know. Yeah, see, so it's like. They have a East and West. Yeah, see, so you could do that. But either way, they lead to the same path in, in the playoffs and stuff like that. I don't know. I just feel like it's tough because you, you get these these teams that are staying in bottom of the table every year. And it's like, oh, well, they're not getting any better. And it's like, they, they don't have any reason to get any better. They yeah. don't. And, you know, I watch um, I watch the MLS um, when there's absolutely like nothing to watch. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's kind of like um, like we mentioned, like it's a, it's a calendar year where no other soccer leagues are being played. Um, but you got the MLS. So, you know, if I want to get my my fix of soccer, I'm going to put on fucking FC Cincinnati <laughs> yeah. versus Minnesota United, you know. Um, but. With that being said, do you feel like the popularity of the sport here in the United States has grown or is it still kind of just still backpedaling, trying to catch up to some non-professional sports like like college and or hockey? You know, today I was watching uh, this morning, I was watching ESPN, I was watching SportsCenter and they were talking about like, oh, we're going to have the NHL, NHL draft and this and that. And I'm like, bro, people actually care about hockey. Like, like I know for a fact there's a way more population of fans that like soccer here in the United States that want to hear some soccer news, yeah. but we're stuck 
listening to the guy with the mullet. What's his name? Um, uh, Barry Melrose. Melrose. Barry, Barry Melrose. Melrose. We're stuck listening to this guy. And I'm like, bro, I don't give a shit what this Barry Melrose guy is like. I mean, you know, I think there's only three countries in the world who take hockey very, very seriously. And that's Canada, the United States, and Russia, I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. The rest of the world doesn't give a shit. Mexico doesn't give a shit. Yeah. El Salvador does not give a shit. You know, so it, it's a little crazy because I'm like, you know, Champions League games are tomorrow. Yeah. And Sports Center's not even touching on them. Nope. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, if they don't even give love to the major sports, what gives them what makes them give they're gonna give any love to their own domestic league that they probably don't even know exists? They won't. You know what I mean? So it's like, so yeah, I want to get your thoughts. Do you think the popularity has grown, diminished, stagnant? What's your what's your take here of the MLS in the United States? I mean, I will say that it's obviously grown. It's what it's coming up. This is the 25th anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So 26, I think. Or it's 26. So I, I would say it's obviously grown with the way they're expanding. And like you said, continuing to expand. Um, I feel like it's maybe gotten some more exposure from just the expansion itself. Like, like you said, I don't, I would never really think like someone, a kid in Cincinnati is like, oh, shit, let me, let me go play soccer, you know? Like mm-hmm. they got the Bengals, you know, stuff like that. So I feel like in that aspect may have grown slightly, mm-hmm. but it's very close to staying stagnant because it's like you're getting more exposure by having these teams and maybe fans going to see the stadium, you know, buying some gear and stuff like that. But I feel like it's really not getting these kids to say like, I want to play for that one day. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, all they're seeing, all the coverage, all the exposure is NFL, MLB, NBA. Exactly. Like you said, hockey is getting over soccer. So I feel like they may think, oh, it's cool. And I, I feel like soccer is kind of like a game. Most kids are like when they're young. Oh, I want to try soccer. I want to play soccer. Mm-hmm. You know, my friends out for soccer. I want to go try it. And then mm-hmm. as I get older, it's like, oh, you play soccer. Yeah. So it's like I, I feel like it's grown a little bit, but not to where it should be. Right. And it's just, it's daunting because I'm like, you know, this is the country we live in and whatnot. And as much as I want to like support the earthquake, I just can't, right? It's just, it's not, it's not, to me, it's not entertaining enough. You yeah, know it's what tough. I mean? yeah. And I get it and I get it. And maybe it's because of the lack of coverage. If, if I were to see like a bunch of earthquake highlights on like, you know, our local news or even sports center, I'll be like, oh shit, earthquakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh, let me watch the earthquake and they're going to pass on ESPN. You know, let me watch it. But without the coverage, you don't really know much. I kind of have to search for it. Exactly. Sometimes I I get curious and I'll go on the earthquakes page or something. And I want to see what the fuck they're up to this and that, Um, which is why I kind of support. If I have to support, I support uh, LAFC. I like LAFC. Yeah. I like the the LAFC because of Carlos Vela and, you know, the uniform is cool. Yeah. Uh, And it's interesting, you know, to see like they got a nice stadium. So I keep up with them. And that's kind of the only way I kind of keep up with the league, you know, mm-hmm. just to see what's going on. But same, it's kind of, I feel like, yeah, 26 seasons in, um, you might think, you know, it's popular 26 seasons in. Um, but I feel like it's, it's also very stagnant. And I don't think, I mean, I don't see it breaking the, the media barrier of, um, you know, being broadcast um, for a long time. I mean, think about it, you know, people – care for um college football uh championship more than they do a professional soccer league Mm -hmm. so something has to happen 
I mean, and yet they can try and bring in all these players. You know, it did it did gain a little bit more um, popularity when they brought in that big ticket, David Beckham, to Galaxy yeah. many moons ago. Um, but now even though they brought in Chicharito to Galaxy, it's not as popular as, um, you know, any anything else. And, and they got to bring somebody big unless they bring in like maybe, you know, if Ronaldo wants to retire or Messi wants to retire and they somehow end up in the MLS – I feel like that's the only way it's going to make uh, national headlines. You know, Slatan was here for a little bit. Yeah. And that kind of made national headlines. But it, that, it, it wasn't enough to sustain it. I feel like that only made national headlines with Slatan because of who he was. Right. You know, he, here he was say, I'm the best player in the MLS. Slatan's the best. You know, he's how he's talking about Vela is, is washed and he's not good. You know, that's mm-hmm. just who he is. You know, he, he brings those headlines. And, of course, a Messi or Ronaldo would bring the headlines, but – I don't think they're going to be that type of player that's going to be all flashy, running their mouth all the time, you know. So I feel like the right. Slatan thing was kind of like a picture-perfect thing. Um, going back to the media, though, uh, yeah. I, did, I did read an article saying that uh, the commissioner, is it what, Garber or something? Mm-hmm. That he hopes that once their media contract expires in 2022, I believe, mm-hmm. that they're looking to sign something huge that's really going to help them break through and get more coverage and more exposure. And that he says he feels like that's when the league will grow. Because they're not getting enough exposure right now. That's what it is. Interesting, interesting article. Um, by the way, he goes by the Soccer Don on Instagram. Soccer Don, because I, I <laughs> because I was watching. Uh, he was visiting this, the new expansion team, Austin Austin uh, FC. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And he goes by the Soccer Don. And and by chance, do you know, or maybe, so their their media contract going to end, right? Mm-hmm. And they said they're going to sign something massive. Yeah, it's what he wants. He didn't say like they already have something oh, lined what up. He but wants. Yeah, what he wants and what he thinks the need league the, the league needs to grow. Yeah, because I think he understands. I think this is perfect that we're bringing it up because it's not going anywhere. It's kind of just the same thing every year. Like, okay, whatever, bro. Like, no one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. You can be playing, you know, it could be the MLS championship and only some of us few know what it is. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because if somebody goes on Sports Center, oh shoot, let me catch the highlights of Earthquakes uh, Galaxy game championship game. Let me, let me go. And if they don't talk about it, if it only comes up on the little bottom, you know MLS. That if that's all you're gonna get, but people yep. are not gonna get engaged. No, if I'm over not. here watching Wayne Gretzky the second or Wayne Gretzky <laughs> the third, I, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, that's how it is. That's um a random topic that we brought up today. Uh, with the MLS, but that was just so, you know, locker room talk. We touch a little bit of everything. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I got a little bit more to add, honestly. Oh, go for I, it. I'm going to go out on the limb, and I mean, I know if there's people out here that support the MLS in this year league, sorry, you may not agree with me, but I'll say this. I'll go out on the limb, I'll say this. The MLS is good for two things, and two things only. First, I think it's, it's good for people to get their first shot and, you know, showcase their talents. You know, you had Tim Howard, Clint Dempsey, guys like that, you know, mm-hmm. that they started in the MLS and, and look where they ended up, the success that they had. And secondly, like we kind of already touched on, it's a retirement league, man. That's like you get the guys, like just to name a few at the top of my head, you had Lampard, you had Kaká, you Pirlo. had Pirlo, you know, like guys like that were, they chose to come to the States because, the league is watered down. It's not as competitive. They still get to play the game they love, and they've been playing all their life. And most of the time, they get a fat payday to do it. And the quality of life is better. Yeah, way better. You know, you got guys living in New York, you know. Uh, now you got Miami, LAFC, you know, uh, the Galaxy. Oh, 
and then another thing too, maybe why the league won't ex- won't it doesn't gain a lot of popularity is because most of the teams un- up until now they didn't have academies, so they, they they would only get their talent from college. And I think we've mentioned this way before the podcast that we ever started the podcast. The only way for you to play professionally in the United States is if you go to college. So if you don't go to college, you're not going to have a shot to play professionally here in the United States as compared to other countries where if you're good at age 10, if you're good at age 15, or even if you're good at age 18, you have a shot of like making a professional team, like maybe going to play for Chivas or play from Barcelona. But yeah. here in the United States, I mean, I mean, just to say, you know, when we were, when we lived in the East Bay, um, when we were, when we were in high school or, or, um, club level, we, we played with some really good players. Mm-hmm. We played with, bro, fuck that, man. We were good players, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and we, and I, and I knew we could have had a chance and we knew we had a shot. Um, but these teams didn't look at us because why we didn't go to, we didn't go to UCLA. We didn't go to Cal, you know, we didn't go to Stanford, you know, shit. We didn't even go to Chico state, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you don't go to these places, they're not even going to look at you. Exactly. So up until now, teams are finally starting to start with their academies and trying to like develop. I feel like it's a little too, it, I guess it's not too late to start, but they're just, you know, light years behind of what they should have done back in 1996. Yeah. You know, when they started that damn league, you know, it's, it's a shame that they're barely starting to figure out, like, oh, shoot. You know, which is why I follow LAFC because they bring up a lot of youngsters from their uh, the ranks. You know, I think they they debuted like four or five um, players that were academy players that they didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. You know, or they, if they did, they were going maybe community college or and even if they were at a regular college, they weren't on the soccer team, exactly. but they played for the academy. So that's something that's um, a little too. Uh, it's not late, but they're way behind of all the other leagues in the world. But I will say this though, yeah, that's a very good point. But I feel like that system is even flawed because. Think so. Look, I look at the uh, the kid that I play with, which I, uh-huh. I, I know we we touched base on it uh, back when it was happening. You know, we're working at match analysis days and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, that's throwback days. But uh, so okay, so playing for Impact, right? Uh, kid comes in from Michigan. No one knows him. He's a new kid. Uh, Josh Mort Morton, mm-hmm. hell of a player. Goes on. He goes to Heritage. Goes on to play with the Earthquakes Academy starter he was midfielder right then they kind of turned him into a defender um star playing with an mls academy team you know playing there he got some exposure i think uh u23s or u21s one of the mm-hmm. u20s um when they it was like a big name club were here you know for that like the icc tournament they do during mm-hmm. the summer it was, yeah. uh, he got some exposure with the with the national team just a scrimmage against one of the i want to say Bayern. oh really um, and it was like on tv and everything and he got he, I said he turned some heads, right? So, boom, lines up at Cal, UC Berkeley. Turned into a defender, probably one of the best players on the team. Boom, gets drafted by the Chicago Fire, immediately dropped to the ranks. He drafted, dropped to the ranks, bro. He's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's right now? The, no, he was playing for the Tulsa Roughnecks, dude. Oh, right? God. Right? No, right? So, okay, so. You, no I, shame, you, no shame to no, uh, no, 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 no shame to him. I'm just saying. So this is, it's sad. Like, I know how great of a player he is. And so he he gets drafted to Chicago, immediately goes to the Roughnecks. Things are working out. He he ends up in uh, Memphis where Howard was in the Memphis 901. No. Yeah, that's where he ended up, right? And I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a minute, but his bio says former professional soccer player. 
Oh, so he's done. I, I'm assuming so. And I remember when he came, when he was with, playing with Tulsa, he came to SAC. This is when I was living in SAC. Uh-huh. And uh, I live right across the street from the SAC Republic Stadium. Right, right, right. Little, little Papa Murphy's Park. <laughs> Papa Murphy's Park. <laughs> yeah, Papa Murphy's Park. So I went to go check him out right uh, after the game. He had a hell of a game, right? Well, first of all, he didn't even start. He was probably one of the best players on that team. Best defender on the team for sure. Oh, wow. Didn't even start. Got garbage time minutes. They put him on. He had immediately had like two chances to score. So that shows that he should be starting already. Right, as a right, defender. Right. As a defender to, to create two opportunities. Uh, so I talked to him after the game. He was like, yeah, man, it's been kind of rough. You know, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's different being in Oklahoma away from the family and stuff. He's like, but, you know, the pay's not the greatest. I'm still uh, – I'm doing some uh, part-time, like, training on my own on the side to just try and raise some extra money. So, it's like, look at all the success he had. Dude, he was in the Earthquakes Academy. He played at UC Berkeley. You know, Kyle, he was a standout there. He had some exposure with the men's national team. You know, it, it's, it just goes to show you. All, he did everything right by the MLS textbook. And look where, it, look where he ended up. It's just like – That's horrible. The opportunity is not really there unless you're some star like forward or midfielder, you know, at these big name club, uh, big name colleges, you know, then you have the chance. And, and, and the crazy thing is I played with him. We played against Nick Lima when Nick Lima was playing for the Mustangs. Right? Oh, God. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, and then they both went to, to Cal together. That's right. Where's Nick Lima? He's in the MLS. Funny, bro. We were just talking about that shit. He's actually, you know, he was playing for the Earthquakes, right? Yeah. Nick Lima. Yeah. Guess where he's at now? Oh, is he not there anymore? No. Oh, she asked. Yeah, I don't even follow it like that. Where's he at? Only way I found out, bro, is it was on the Discover page, and I clicked on the new expansion. Bro, he plays for Austin FC now. Oh shit! Damn. So he's so he, Austin, went down. he went down. He went down. He went down. See, so, and that's a thing. And and you know what? Now that's funny that you bring it back with uh, your story with your friend Josh. Why not? Why didn't the earthquakes debut him when he was with his with the U23s? Exactly. Why not? If he's good, and I'm pretty sure he was, if he's good, why not? Hey, this guy, this kid's good. Mm-hmm. Why not? Let's bring him to the first team. And if he hits, he hits. Just like in every other country, soccer soccer team in the world, if you see a good young player in your ranks, shit, bring him up to the first team. Let's see what they could do. Yeah. You know, that's what happened with Mbappe and, and Monaco. That's what happened to all the other players in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, if he was good, which I'm pretty sure he was, why not? Like, hey, this fool's good playing uh, center back. Um, he's playing for the U23s. Let's give him a shot at the first team. Yep. That's how you debut play. That's how you expose them. Instead of just kind of just like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of just like um, preparing them. Hey, you're with the San Jose Earthquakes U23s. Let's prepare you for college. Right. And I get it, you know, they're for a university and stuff like that. But that kid's there at the academy to play for you in the first team. Exactly. You know, if, if I'm playing for the U23s or any U for any uh, academy, if I'm, if I'm playing for the U17s for the earthquakes and I'm good, but they're telling me like, hey, you know, you're getting some offers from Cal Berkeley, Stanford. I don't care. I'm like, you know what, dude? Like, I, I want a shot at the first team. Exactly. I want. I want. To, I want to be a pro. I want to. I want to play now. Bring me up if I'm good. If I'm. If I'm cooking up these 17 year olds, and they put me up to the U23s, and I'm cooking up the 23 year olds at 17. Bring me up to the first team. Exactly. If I fail, you can just put me back down. Mm-hmm. But give me a shot. And that's where this. That's where this league kind of um, ruins it. It ruins players. Like I said, I'm pretty sure if 
if Mortensen was at the U17s or U23s in Barcelona, I'm pretty sure they would have brought him up to the first team, yeah. gave him a shot in like Copa del Rey or, or, or some friendlies, and I guarantee you he would still be there today. No, yeah, and that's the thing, though. Like, with the very short stint that I had with the Quakes Academy, it's like that was the their agenda was, like, to push college. Like, hey, okay, how are you guys' grades? You know, they're uh, you're a baller on the field, but how are your grades? You know, hey, mm-hmm. we got uh, this game in X amount of weeks. Hey, I, I know Indiana wants to come check you guys out. You know, I know Purdue wants to come. You know, all these schools, like, hey, they want to come see what we got. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great opportunity to get your education, you know. Right. Education is always important, but – if you got a shot to make it pro, dude, like that could change someone's life. It can change someone's life, man. You know what I mean? Like, just think about it. just, just th- let's just take your friend Josh's story for a consideration. And if he mm-hmm. hears this episode, he hears it. Um, think about it, man. He 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 came from you know some place in Michigan, like he said, made it this far, made it all the way to the academy. He's playing good, and I I think I saw him one. He's pretty tall. He's a pretty tall. Guy, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Easily could have been a center back for the for the start for the earthquakes. Um, but instead they groomed him. That's the word I look for. They groomed them into college instead of like, hey, come to the first team, bro. Mm-hmm. And 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 every young, you know, soccer player's life, your goal is to be professional. Mm-hmm. You know, your goal is to be a professional soccer player. Um, that's what I want to do for a living. I don't want to go to college. I want to just play soccer for a living. You know, but if you like you said, if you're put if they're pushing that agenda. Imagine how many kids they pushed into college that kind of just faded out and didn't ever made it to the pros that were good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just um, disappointing. This, uh, and that's just the MLS until they, until they switch it up, it's going to be the same process. And going back to how, you know, you said we were good players. We played with a lot of good players. I feel like that's what it is. I feel like in, in recent years, soccer has kind of turned into like a rich kid sport. Where it's like, if you want to be good, you want to play for this academy, you want to go to this school, like you got to have money to get your exposure. And if you're not playing for these top clubs, like these, you know, these travel clubs and stuff like that, like the Mustangs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you're not getting no exposure. And that's the thing. It's a lot of these kids can't, can't afford to, to play at these clubs. You know? It's just a ridiculous, absurd amount of money. So I feel like in that sense, this is becoming a rich kid. So it's even harder to, to, to make it into soccer. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, I feel like, it's just there's so many people that get that deserve a chance, but they don't get that chance. You know, it's so crazy. It's just it's like, so crazy. And I feel like they look also the kids who get the chance don't necessarily deserve it. Like how you, when you said they groomed him into this, it kind of triggered me. Okay, I'm like, look at all these players that are in the MLS or they're playing with the U.S. Men's National, like the first team, and right. it's like they're center backs and they're like they're not even good. They're just like tall. They're just tall. They're That's tall, it. They're aggressive and they're like. All right, you can you can play. You want to play center back? They want to play defender. Like it's like, dude, there's a kids out here who are legit good that deserve a shot to you know to to be a defender in this league. Or it kind of reminded me. So Mort was this great central attacking midfielder, mm-hmm. and just because he grew, they turned him into a defender. That sucks, bro. And it's like, dude, he could he scored a shitload of goals for us. Really? It's just it, it's just that I feel like the system that they have is just set up for failure. It's like they get these kids like Jordan Morris who is terrible. And garbage because he went to college oh seattle sounders oh u.s men's national team uh, you get kids like that and then but it's also like how do you choose where like i said more hits success story and okay you gotta go play with tulsa roughnecks but the kid that i went to sac state with and he was in my class right. benji, benji kakanovich 
he plays a Sac State, turns some heads, really good uh, forward, you know, striker, plays with his uh, Berlin Game Dragons in like that uh, professional mm-hmm. development league. Boom. He, probably, he goes to Reno uh, FC. Boom. Oh. Earthquakes, first team. Just so he's with, the earth, so he's with yeah. the Earthquakes right now. Yeah, like all within a step. This was like in, uh, I would say, three, four years, five max, wow. and he's in the MLS already. But Josh has got kind of faded out, you know? It's like the it's system is basically whoever they want, whoever they think deserves a chance gets the shot. So it's not even if you're good anymore. It's just like, uh, it's just horrible, man. Yeah, it's just like, okay, well, you know, you got money. You came from this. Like, And look, uh, the kid, Benji, he played for Plast United, another, like, big-name club. Right. So it's like, that's all about where you come from. You know, impact, we, like, my club kind of put impact on the map. So I, But even then, he went to the Earthquakes Academy, dude, and he played there for two-plus years. That's crazy. And then, went, like I said, went to Cal, dude. You know how big of a, scout, a school that is. It's huge. It's yeah, I think Cal has produced uh, – um, a numerous amount of like first rounders for the MLS. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but I know that they they produce they produce uh, professional talent. But do yeah. you ever hear? But do you hear about them? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's a crazy scenario. The United States, um, and that and maybe that's why um, you see the results uh, for the country. You know, not qualifying for the World Cup, not qualifying to the Olympics. Um, sometimes getting beat by some Central American teams. No, no disrespect to the Central American teams, but you know they lose out. That's why they've never they never been to a World Cup, uh, a Club World Cup before. It's always been Mexican teams. Mm-hmm. You know they don't have what it they don't have what it takes. The talent's not there. It's just disappointing, and the, and the talent is here. Yeah, definitely. You know, so many kids and so many kids and talent, and it's just a shame. But that's the MLS. It's for all those MLS. Uh, listeners out there. Speaking of Cal, though, too, like real quick to, before we wrap it up, how you said they pr- produce a lot of, you know, first round talent. Uh, you get these guys, I, f- I forget, I, I know Stefan Fry is one of them, came out of Cal. Oh, the, and, the keeper for the Sounders. Yes, and the other guy's another keeper, too. Uh, he played for the Galaxy. Uh, his name's uh, Bingham. Yes, David Bingham. These guys are terrible, dude. Garbage, bro. Garbage. I, know you saw, I know you saw in the bubble Bingham what he was doing. Garbage. They bro. fucking shot it. He's like, He's horrible. He's a horrible. He was horrible goalie, bro. And that's I don't. I don't know. I don't know who. I want to know, bro. Who who the scouts are, right? And who's like he's good. I want to know what goes through their mind, their process, and they're like, oh, he's good. I need to know that. Maybe it's a paycheck that's coming in from a family member that looks good. But I want to in 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 anybody who knows soccer, bro, is like, bro, that guy is not good whatsoever. Oh, dude, there's been so many games, like, just me being a goalkeeper prep in the past, like, analyzing the keepers from the MLS. And I'm like, okay, let me see what this guy's got, right? This was years ago, but I remember watching a game. I don't remember who it was, but I know watching the FC Dallas. I don't remember mm. who the keeper was, but he's standing here, shot comes this way, right? Instead of taking a step and diving, this dude takes a step that way, Starts running and then tries to die. Like by the time he dove, bro, the ball was in the net. God. And it's like, this is the talent that's making it to the league. It's, it's a joke, man. It's a joke, man. It's a joke. So, like I said, I said this in before. I, I go to the MLS for the M, for the entertainment, not for mm-hmm. the talent. Exactly. You know? That's all it is. Like I said, good for two things. For as far as playing, getting your shot, if you get one, if you're lucky enough to get one, and to retire and get a nice payday. Easy. Easy. That's what it is. 
crazy topic. Man, interesting, interesting little episode. Feel like it flew by. Really good, yeah. really good content on there. Have brought NBA uh, world back into action. Uh, coming up close to playoffs, no? Right? We got, yeah, we got like 20 games left or so. 20 games left. Push and back, then, push back a little bit farther because of the late start. That's right. That's right. And it, it kind of, it's kind of would be like an anniversary for us because that's when we kind of started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Was last, last, um, last was, season's I, NBA playoffs, right? Yeah. I want to say it was when the bubble came back. So we started, oh, that's I, right. I, I want to say in September because, you know, they had the hiatus. So that's I want right. to say it was September. So coming up on a one year anniversary, growing a lot, growing a lot. A lot of stuff to two cover. Two seasons. So far, two, two seasons. Two seasons in. We're loving it, man. Making the progress. So, yeah, I mean, that kind of wraps up tonight's episode for me. If you got anything else. No. Just quick. Champions League picks. Who do you got? Who do you got at advancing? That's tough, dude. All right. Let me see. Let me let me uh, look up the, the uh, and things again. Um, Those should be interesting. Let me see. We got we got uh we got PSG right PSG Bayern PSG Bayern Chelsea. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on the limb and I'm gonna say PSG continues it. I think so too. I think I think PSG has got the squad right now. Bayern no no Lewandowski no Nabry Nabry because of COVID. Uh, yeah. And I'm gonna say PSG upsets Bayern the defending champs and PSG advance to the semifinals. Yeah, because that was the, that was the final from the last one. So mm-hmm. I would say Mbappe is just too hot right now. It's hot, man. I'm gonna say I, it. I'm gonna say PSG. Um, and as much as I wanted uh, Porto, it's looking like Chelsea, right? Yeah, I mean Chelsea's up to zero. It's crazy, man, because it, I, I watched the first leg and I'm like, damn, Porto had so many opportunities. They hit the post like three times, and just maybe the two or three chances that Chelsea got, they put it in the net, and that's what it's about. They got to put the ball in the net, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out my Misa like a crazy comeback. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Porto stuns. They need they need two goals to send it into OT. Right. And they need three to win it. I think it's doable if they're aggressive and they come out, you know, like if they get an early goal, it's doable. Mm-hmm. But they gotta play defense. Um because Kai Havertz and 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 Timo Werner, they're not they're not hitting on so it, it to me it's only Mason Mount for Chelsea. Right. If he's if he if he's if he's hot, the team will win. But if they neutralize if they neutralize him, they kind of shut down everything. Pulisic still coming off that injury. I mean, he did score two goals um in the weekend, but he's he's coming off the bench, so he's not pretty producing. Um, so I'm gonna say off my off a limb, Porto wins this in PKs. Oh, that'd be a tough I think, one. I think Porto wins 2-0 tomorrow, and they kind of ride it out, kind of like they did with Juve. Ride yeah. it out, ride it out, tough it out. Mm-hmm. And they go to PKs, and I feel like they, they, they go to PKs. So I'm taking that Porto, Porto PSG. Um, and then for Wednesday, who do you got? City Wednesday. Dortmund, City Dortmund, and Real Madrid, Liverpool. So uh, I, I'm gonna take uh, well, City's up two one, right? Yeah, City's up two one. Two one. I'm I'm gonna go with Dortmund just because I want them to win. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think it could be a close one. Go uh, with your gut. Definitely rooting for Dortmund. Um, I, I could go either way though. We know how hot City has been uh, yeah. this far in all competitions. And for for uh, the other matchup, 
I'm gonna say Madrid, dude. They're they're shocking me right now, dude. I had their, nah, dude. I had they're definitely a sleeper right now. I didn't think I didn't see them making it this far uh, in the Champions League, but they're up three one. It's gonna take a miracle from Liverpool. They're gonna need three zero. So I got I got Madrid going through. Yeah, I mean, I also want Dortmund to win, so I'm gonna take Dortmund on that one. All they need is a goal. All mm-hmm. they need is a goal because they because they got the away goal. So yep. all they need is a goal. I'm taking Dortmund, and then I mean it's it's hard right now. Real Madrid is hot right now, coming off that Clasico win, um, shocking everybody. Just like you said, they're shocking everybody. Mm-hmm. You know they don't have any big name talent like they used to. I mean, if 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 Tony Cruz and and Luka Modric are hitting all cylinders, man, they're unstoppable, and they might get Sergio Ramos back um, mm-hmm. for this coming up game. Uh, it's hard, man. It's gonna take a Salah, Mane, and freaking um, what's his name. Firmino yeah. miracle, bro. They're gonna have to, you know, step it up. And they're struggling in the back. And yeah, that's definitely. easy for that's easy for Benzema. And I think kind of the breakout player of the year for me this year is uh Venetia's junior. Oh, who's, yeah, who's kind of taking like he's kind of taking he's filling that role that uh Hazard has not done exactly and that Ronaldo has left void. Mm-hmm. So I think very breakout um talent breakout season for Venetia's junior. And yeah, I think it's gonna be Real Madrid advancing and keeping the the little torch of the Spanish league teams still alive in the still in the alive. Champions League. Man, a lot of exciting action coming up. Uh, this it's tomorrow and Wednesday, and dude, sports all day long, man. Sports all day long, and we we gotta um, for for the next episode. What's up with all those analysts kind of taking back their Mac Jones comments now? Uh, all right, don't get me started, dude. We'll leave that for next week. Stay tuned, you guys. Stay tuned. We'll leave that for next week. Everything's changing. So, yeah, that wraps up uh, this week's episode. Episode three officially in the books. It's been a fun one, man. Been a fun one, man. Interesting one today. Fun one. Excited for next week. Um, For all those listeners out there, hit the subscribe button. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Whatever whatever platform you're listening on, whether you're watching on YouTube, you're listening on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the all these all these platforms that we got. Subscribe, share, let us know what you guys want to hear. I know we still haven't even touched on baseball. It started up, yeah. it's running up. So I mean, that's a long season. So we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. But uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of ground to cover, and and we're not slowing down anytime soon, man. Absolutely not. Every Mondays we're coming in hot. Mondays the recording side, yeah, definitely weekly episodes. So we appreciate you you guys for rocking with us, and that's it for episode three, man. Sounds good, man. Peace out, Have a good weekend, man. Watch some sports. Get ready. Yes, sir. We already know, man. Back in action next week. That's right. Peace. Peace. Peace out.